Is it time to slam down on the panic button with guys like Soto, Machado, and Manoa? Don't stress and lock on in as Matt and I fire up the worryometer on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, Matthew Arne. Yo, it's good. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we will be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we'd appreciate it if you could do both of those for us. If you enjoy uh, the podcast, if you're one of our everydayers, or even if you're a new listener and you like what you hear, truly appreciate it. Helps the outreach of the podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, you hit that little bell right below. It subscribes you to the channel, gives you a notification every time that we drop a new episode. Also, be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And on today's episode, as I mentioned, Matt and I are firing up the old worryometer and letting you guys know if it's officially time to panic yet or not. And up, we have one of the superstars of the MLB still struggling a little bit. And Matt, uh, who do we got? Uh, we got Mr. Juan Soto. Um, you know, it's it's an odd day when we have to really talk about Juan Soto on the worryometer, but it seems like my guy is just swinging at everything under the sun with a point with a one. One four one six four ERA, but I bad mean, it's it, the batting average is atrocious. But I mean, the counting stats are there. He's got eleven runs, three home runs, seven ribs, a stolen base. Like it's not all bad for Juan Soto. It, it just seems like you know he's just kind of just like swinging at everything and kind of just missing missing the bat. I think he's just trying to get a groove there, and I think he's going to bounce back. My worryometer is probably about a three uh, or two going on a three, maybe. I'm not really worried yet. It's too early for Juan Soto, and I think he's a bound to back bounce back very soon. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I would say maybe like a three and a half, four for me on the worryometer here with Juan Soto. It's kind of going up a little bit, you know, every week that he kind of is still struggling. It seems like he's chasing a lot out of, you know, balls outside of the zone. And even though the strikeout rate is good, you know, 17 strikeouts to 17 walks, that's what Juan Soto is notorious for. He actually usually always has more walks than strikeouts. So the fact that he's even is actually kind of down for Soto. You know, it's just a weird – it's been weird last, you know, uh, year and couple of weeks into this season because last year he uh, didn't really get any better as he, you know, went over to um, – the Padres from the Nationals, you thought that change of scenery might have helped. You know, he hit 236 in 52 games last year with the Padres. Uh, you know, he's not really stealing as many bases as he used to. I'm not sure exactly what it is. You know, there's not there's only so long we could say, oh, new team, new this, new that. 
we gotta we gotta just knock on wood and hope that Soto gets back to who he is. And I think it's still the buy low window. I'm probably not giving up a first round talent for Soto anymore. But you know, if you can get him package, you know, a mid round guy with you know maybe a breakout type player, and you know get that deal for Juan Soto done. If you play in a league with a minor league system, maybe throw a couple of minor leaguers in and see how that goes. See if that gets it done. But, you know, um, Juan Soto is still one of the best young talents in baseball. He's only 24 years old. Let's not write him off yet. You know, um, that's, uh, that's pretty much all we got for you, Juan Soto. Once again, we're not really slamming down on that uh, that panic button yet with Soto. But let's talk about his teammate. Let's talk about Manny Machado. You know, Manny Machado getting a little older, 30 years old. And he's struggling a little bit, too. So far on the season, Machado has played 18 games, 71 at-bats, six runs, He's got three doubles, only one bomb, seven RBIs, one stolen base, and he's hitting 239. Now, with Machado, you know, um, probably around the same as a Soto, around a three, maybe three and a half for Machado. Uh, I'm not sure if let's we could uh, we could actually check. Is he notoriously a slow, slow starter? I'm not even 100% sure. Matt, do you know if he's normally off the slow starter or not? I guess as I'm pulling, Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to see this here, too. Let's check. Uh, oh well i hit the wrong thing so uh that's my fault folks maybe matt beats me to it here i'm going to yeah the thing with machado is you know he's on that good team and same thing goes for soto that you know tatis comes back this week so you know let's see if um you know that helps actually he normally starts off pretty hot yeah he normally starts off pretty hot April, March in his career, he hits 290. You know, he's actually pretty solid all through the year. He actually finishes a bit more slow than he starts. So, you know, maybe uh, we do worry a little bit about Machado here. But I think Tatis coming back, you know, is going to rally the troops. I think Soto and Machado get back to where they normally are. Third base is a tough position. Another guy you could buy low on. Yeah, for sure. Um, Machado is, uh, you know, going to be elite. He just It's a matter of when. I'm not really worried about him all too much. He's about a one for me. But – you know, he's here for, you know, other people probably freaking out and going nuts with three weeks of baseball going on. Let's move on here to somebody that we're all frustrated with, and that's Mr. Eloy Jimenez. Um, Eloy has been hurt coming back from that hammy. Luckily, it wasn't a long-term thing like they originally thought, and he hasn't gotten a hit since he's been back, but it's funny. He's only in his – in the season, he has half the amount of bats as everybody else. So, honestly, through, what, four games that he's actually played this season – Right once, no, no, but I was about since he's been back from the injury. Oh, since one, he's been two, back, yeah, I'm not four, sure, yeah. Four games, and then he only played about like four games. So yeah. I mean, you can't really go off much. So like, if you see anybody freaking about freaking out about Eloy in your league, go ahead and try and trade for him because I mean, outside of injury, I don't think there's much of a doubt of what he's going to do. It's just let him get a little comfortable, and he's going to start smacking around that ball. It may even happen this weekend. We shall see. Four games in the books is not enough for me to be out on a guy. Yeah, the only thing I think there really is to worry about with Eloy is, you know, the, the weak flanges, as Matt would say. If you're not familiar with the flanges term, it's just something that Matt threw out there and it kind of stuck. Just the term for an injury-prone injury prone player. He got that hamstring last year, this year, so he's probably still trying to, you know, um, work on that. And then two years ago, he, um, you know, Torres Peck uh, diving over the fence to catch a ball in, like, spring training. So, 
you know, kind of reminds me of a young Bryce Harper in the sense you got to keep him from himself. You know, hopefully he can play DH more than not. I will throw out Eloy's numbers on the season. It's eight games, 31 at-bats, three runs, two doubles, no bombs yet, four RBIs, no steals. He's not really a steals guy. Any hits hitting 161 with, uh, you know, playing those on base percentage leagues. It's 257 on base. So, you know, he's got a little bit here to work back from. Maybe that injury, that hammy still hurting him a little bit. But we'll see. You know, Eloy is going to have that major breakout season one of these years where he hits like 40 bombs, or runs the RBIs are going to be elite, and he's going to hit, you know, like 300 or in that range, 280 to 300, somewhere around there. We're all just waiting on Eloy to do that, and I'm hoping it's this year, but, you know, uh, that has remained to be seen. Once again, Eloy's still only 26 years old, so, you know, there's a – there's a chance that, you know, he, he does still have that breakout year. Yes, sir. All right. And before we talk about everybody else, um, we have some lovely people that like to talk about and um, start off with eBay Motors. For champion championship team, it's it's all about making sure every play player is perfect fit. It's the same way, uh, same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs it just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay, guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part that will fit or get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence in the name of the game is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home when a home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get right, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price on eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When. Uh, we th- we want to thank everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for our new episode for tomorrow, where we go over something special and keep keep your team trucking through trucking through the season. All right, so Dom, why don't you take it away with this next guy? Yes, sir. Let's talk about Adolis Garcia right now. Adolis Garcia was actually somebody that was that was growing on me and Matt. We weren't always huge fans of his, but after, you know, quite a few years in a row of him, you know, uh, hitting the bombs and stealing the bases, I think both of us kind of jumped on the bandwagon, moved them with the inside of our top 20 outfielders. And he's off to a slow start here. Adolis Garcia at 30 years old has played 15 games this season, 60 at-bats, 10 runs, one double, three bombs, 14 RBIs, one steal, and he's batting 200 with four walks to 16 strikeouts. So it's been a little bit of a struggle here for Idolis. Um, I love him in that Texas Rangers lineup. You know, he hits right in the middle of it. I, I think he bounces back. I'm, you know, I'm maybe at like a four here with Idolis Garcia, maybe like a four and a half, just because it is really only the 2021 and 2022 seasons where he did what he did. He's a big, strong man, so I think the power definitely bounces back. You know, the guy is 6'1", 205, you know, a muscle-built dude. Now, the thing is, let's see if those steals keep it up. You know, he had a career high last year with those 25 steals. He had 16 in 2021. So let's see how that goes. You know, I'm not, I'm not once again, not slamming down the panic uh, button nearly on anybody yet. So, you know, there is still a chance here. If you could buy super low on Adolis Garcia and get him for, you know, on the cheap, cheap, 
I would definitely take that opportunity right now because uh, I don't really see anything crazy if you look at his uh, underlining stats as far as what the issue is here. So, you know, uh, I think Garcia bounces back. Once again, maybe not in the steals department, so I wouldn't bank on him for a whole bunch of steals, but I think he easily hits over 25 bombs and the counting stats look pretty solid in that Texas lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a possibility. Like, I mean, yeah, he might not get 25 stolen bases, but anywhere from like 17 to 20, I still think is a possibility by the end of the season, especially with the uptick in stolen bases this year with them being bigger. So Adoles does spare a chance to still kind of give you that benefit. I think that, you know, we're going to see that average 250. And, you know, the counting stats are going to be there because the, the Rangers are just good this year. And, you know, they put a team around him. So Adoles definitely is a bounce back. He's about a three for me. We'll see if he needs to prove me, uh, you know, raise the alarms anymore. Let's move on to Alex Manoa, somebody everybody is worried about. And quite honestly, I am too. He's about a six on the Richter scale right now when it comes to being worried. And, um, with good reason with having a six, nine, eight ERA from going from last year at a two, two, four ERA. And here's something we don't really talk about all that much, but FIP right now his FIP is a seven. And like we talked about on our previous Wario meter show last year, even though he had a two, two, four ERA, his FIP was a three, three, five. So FIP is a little bit more of a projective stat because of the fact that it tells you what it would be with average defense behind you and how you're actually doing and where your defense may have bailed you out is not now we're going to reflect in that stat, essentially. So Manola was Manoa was almost a stat, like a whole point behind an ERA, which tells you that he was really outperforming it by a lot, and he really should have been worse. Now, with that being said, I kind of think that we're now seeing the far end of the spectrum where things can go all wrong, and it's just rough. So I do think that, you know, Alec Manoa is one of those people I'm I'm kind of going to hold because of the draft capital I probably spent on him. But at the same time, if I am somebody out there that is seeing somebody freaking out, I might throw the cheapest deal on possible and see if it just hits and they're trying to get rid of him. But I'm not giving up anything major to go and get Alec Manoa because I am not sure where this is going to take us. I'm kind of scared to see where it can. So just be careful with the Alec Manoa owners and people that are going to try and grab him. Yeah, see, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm probably at about a five, five and a half here on Manoa. The thing is, is he was being drafted so high this year. Where, and, you know, I think most people take him as a top 10, 15 pitcher. I had Manoa ranked around 25 at near the end of draft season. I was just kind of fading him for reasons that my brother Matt mentioned. You know, the, the FIP, which is an ERA indicator, was, you know, way off last year. He kind of outperformed it by a lot. And even if you look at his rookie year, same type of thing. In uh, Manoa's rookie year, he had a 3-2-2 ERA, and the FIP was 3-80. So I could see Manoa being more of a 3-5 ERA guy, you know, a little under a K per nine or right at it. He's not going to, you know, be crazy over that, you know, K per nine. And the whip has always been good for him. But you know what? He's got 15 walks and 19 innings with only 16 strikeouts. So it's been a real tough going. That's why his whip is up at the one nine region. Uh, he's really not getting a lot of whiffs. Guys are barreling up the ball on him. They're hitting it hard. And he's not really getting, uh, you know, a lot of chases outside of the zone. So that's it's been uh, just real tough going here for Alec Manoa. Once again, I'm not giving up a lot for him, but he was still somebody I would try and trade for, you know, just to see what the, you know, the Alec Manoa owner is asking for him. Hey, if you could trade him for a guy that, you know, like uh, Anthony Destefani is off to a hot start all day, take that all day long. But I'm not going out of my way to acquire Alec Manoa. 
Let's move on to our next guy here, and that is Mr. Kyle Wright. Now, uh, Kyle Wright's just coming back from injury, and, you know, he's working his way through things. So, you know, it's not really a huge panic, uh, you know, button on him yet. But I will say this. You know, Kyle Wright has never truly, you know, been like a, a huge standout guy. He had that one year in 2021 in the minors where he was, you know, uh, at a K per nine, 302 ERA, and the whip was a 118. But besides that and, you know, um, his, his monster, you know, uh, rookie year last year, his minor league career, he never really showed to be, you know, overwhelming. Uh, even in the majors, he never was uh, fantastic. And, you know, this year he's off uh, with two starts. He has a 6-2-3 RA, 8.2 innings pitched, seven walks, uh, nine strikeouts, and it's a 1-7 whip. And even in the minors this year, you know, he got lit up a little bit. He got tuned up in the one start he did make in the minors. It was six innings. He did have six Ks, but he gave up five earned runs, seven hits. He walked a guy. He just didn't really look like the same pitcher as last year. Of course, Kyle Wright is only 27 years old, but I think he might get the highest number on the worry meter for me right now uh, out of all the guys we're going to talk about today. I might push it to a six because I'm just not sure he's going to be close to the guy he was last year, and uh, it does have me worried. And I told you I would go out and trade for the any almost any other guy on this list. Kyle Wright's just I'm, – I'm not even throwing an offer in that direction. There's other ways I'd rather go than uh, Kyle Wright at the moment. I mean I- – Here's how I'm look taking it right. He's coming back from injury. He barely warmed up, and he barely even had some time to really take rest because it kind of rushed him up because, um, you know, Freed went down and all that wonderful stuff. So they kind of like he probably should have been, got another week down in the minors, in my opinion. So I think he's trying to, you know, get his get himself back in shape. And honestly, it was really only his first start on April 11th against Cincinnati that was really atrocious. Um, he had you know three Ks and three innings. Um, but in his second start on the 16th, which was two days ago on Sunday against Kansas City, which has some has some decent bats in that lineup by decent. I mean, we talk about Bobby Witt Jr. and Vinny B. Um, you know, he was able to get six K's in five, five point two innings with a three eighteen ERA with a one two four whip. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to be a little bit of a slow start. I'm not too concerned yet. So right now I'm going to leave it at a three. Three is my baseline for guys that are on this list, essentially. Um, you know, he goes out there and has another big blow up game where you're just like, what the hell just happened? Then I say, okay, worry about Kyle Wright. But other than that, I, I say, you know, just calm, calm, calm down. Maybe even throw a cheap trade out. Somebody might be fed up with him too, but we'll see what happens. All right, Dom. Um, I think you got somebody to talk about. Yes, sir. I sure do. I'm really excited by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own professional baseball franchise? Well, guess what? Your dream has now come true. In this game, you get to manage every strategic aspect of your team play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaching staff and managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, and also managing those difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable without Wi-Fi, so you can play on the go as you want, when you want. I've been absolutely hooked on this game since I've downloaded it. You can compete against your friends like Matt and I have been doing and talk trash. And you and your friends definitely need to do the same. Locked on Fantasy Baseball show listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. 
To download the game, you can visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or just look it up in the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com. Start your dynasty today. So next up, we got somebody that we've talked about before. If you've been a listener on the podcast, we've talked about him before, and he's getting a little up there in age. That is uh, Lance Lynn. Now, Lance Lynn was, uh, you know, had a tough break last year, you know, had an injury, you know, started off really tough when he came back from that injury, but he wound up having a monster dominant second half where he was a top 20 starting pitcher. And it looks like, you know, 36 year old Lance Lynn is off to a tough start again this year. 7 3 1 ERA, three games started, 16 innings, does have 21 strikeouts, which is nice to see, and only seven walks, so that's not too shabby with that 162 whip, you know. So he's he's been a little bit tough here. I'm probably at about around a five on Lance Lynn as well, you know, probably my second, you know, most worried about guy on this list behind uh, Kyle Wright. Now, the thing with Lance Lynn, we've seen him do it before, we've seen him start off slow before and then catch his stride, which I think is going to happen with more pitchers than we think this season because it's just been really, really tough for starting pitching and, and the go around here. Here at the beginning, his fastball velocity is down a little bit from last year. The cutter's down a little bit. It looks like almost all his pitches are down a tiny bit when you're talking about velocity. Uh, even that curveball and that slider are down about 1.5 miles an hour. So maybe he just needs to ramp up a little bit more in his old age. You know, at 36, it's tough to get that engine going. So I'm not – the strikeouts are still there. The walks aren't absolutely crazy. You know, it's more he's just giving up uh, some uh, blooper hits here. And uh, once again, I'm not fully ready to slam my hand down on the panic button. He has given up six home runs, though, which is uh, way more than you want to see in three starts. So that's about two a game or, you know, about one and a half per game here in the early going. So once again, I'm about five on Lance Lynn. I'm not necessarily going out and, you know, trading for Lance Lynn either. If you have him, you kind of just hold and uh, hopefully things get a little bit better like they did last year in the second half, you know, with uh, Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's how I'm trying to – I'm breaking down kind of like what he's been like in the early starts of the season, right? So I went back to 2019 and I went back to 2021. And it seems like April, March, April is a really tough, tough month for them, for him. I don't know what it is. He just, I guess, is a slow starter because in May of 2019, he went from a 5 ERA down to a 3 ERA. In 2021, which is the big year, he went from a 13-5 ERA to a um, – I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong month here. Um, he went to – he went – no, I'm lying. Um, that was 2021, which is absolutely ridiculous. But in 2019 – sorry, I was like, they do pitching and hitting. Um, <laughs> but in 2019, he had that slow start, and it was just brutal. And then he came out and just was phenomenal for the rest of the season. So maybe we're seeing a little bit more of that where he's just a slow starter, especially with his older age. I mean, the other shoe can drop. He's about a four and a half for me right now. We'll see where how it plays out by the end of the month. If he starts getting hot towards the end of the month, hey, you're gold if you held him. Um, I don't know if I'm trading for him, being that he's an age 36, but whatever. Anyway. Let's move on to a name that everybody is also really freaked out about. And uh, that's Mr. Good old Blake Snell. Now we all told, we, we both told you to draft Blake Snell this year. Um, and with good reason, you know, we thought he wasn't going to throw his, um, his, his change up and he's not, but he's still terrible. So I just don't know what to say here. I mean, all his stats kind of look good. You know, it's kind of crazy. The only thing that we see really that sticks out is he lost like, a mile per hour on his fastball. That's really just about it. But he's just going out there and getting lit up against the Mets, Atlanta, and Colorado. 
He's got Atlanta again. So here's my advice for Blake Snell because he's right now about a four, maybe a five, is I wouldn't start him for a bad matchup until he proves that he can go out there and do it against do it a few games in a row. And then if it's like a good matchup, like I don't know, um playing like playing like Pittsburgh, then you can kind of roll him out and feel a little bit confident. Because right now, like Blake Snell, you're drafting to be pretty much matchup proof, and unfortunately he's not doing that. Um, you know, hopefully we don't have to wait until the second half like we did last year for this glorious um Blake Snell run. So let's just see, let's play it safe. I'm not dumping him, I'm not dropping him, but I'm damn sure not starting him right now. So just he's a hold for me at a four and a half five. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm right on par with you. I'm gonna call it a four and a half on Blake Snell on the worryometer. Uh, Matt, you did a great breakdown there. You know, the thing normally is is that Blake Snell loves to throw that change up, and that usually is what screws him in the end because it's not a great pitch. But I think by my account, he's maybe thrown three change-ups all year, so you can't blame it on the change-up anymore. The command is absolutely piss poor in the sense of, you know, he's giving up a lot of hits, a lot of walks. I tried to look at his, uh, you know, career splits month by month. He's normally pretty good at the beginning of the season in March slash April. You know, in his career, he's thrown 129 innings in March and April, 335 ERA. The whip is good. A lot of strikeouts, 151 strikeouts, and those 129 innings. Then he's usually pretty bad in May and June. And then that second half is where, you know, Blake Snell normally turns it on. But it's going to be tough to hold him and just sit around and wait for that second half breakout like he did last year. But that seems like it's going to be what you have to do right now if you drafted Blake Snell because we all know when Blake Snell is doing his thing and he's rocking and rolling, he's a top 20 starting pitcher in baseball. Big strikeout guy. He's usually a decent ERA guy. The whip is usually you know pretty decent as well. Uh, let me go back here and let's just talk about Blake Snell's whole career. Uh, on Blake Snell's whole career, 57 wins, 48 losses, a 3-4-7 ERA, and 162 starts, 825 innings, 1,005 strikeouts in those 825 innings. So he's a strikeout machine when he's on. And, you know, the whip isn't too, too shabby. Yeah, it's a little bit high at a one two six, But I think that's inflated by, you know, the two one five this year. So if you take that out, the whip is, you know, looking a little bit better. And then he had that rookie year where he wasn't great either. And that's a one six one. So let's actually do that. And let's see what that whip turns out to be. If we take out those two, we get right around. It's still like a one, two, uh, a one, one, nine, actually, which isn't horrible. So Blake's now has the upside of an ace. I'm holding, I'm standing pat, and I'm just going to see what that uh, second half, you know, brings. Hopefully you can turn it on before then. Otherwise, as Matt said, you know, you play the good matchups, you know, in his matchup, you know, um, at, you guys already know the results of that one. We're recording here, you know, on uh, Tuesday in the afternoon. So we don't know how he did tonight against the Braves. I'm benching him for, for tonight against the Braves, and it may make me look silly, but, you know, I can't trust it right now. And then he gets Arizona. So I'm going to throw him back out there against Arizona, even if he does bad against the Braves, and hopefully things look a little bit better. If he gets trashed in that Arizona start, I'm going to go from like a 4.5 to like a 6.5 on the worryometer. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. But, uh, Matt, anything else you want to chime in before we wrap things up over here? Mm, no, nah, I think we're good, man. All right, brother. So, uh, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. Trying to keep those uh, waiver wire names up on the website. You know, you got um, uh, all access to all of our episodes. You got a little bit of, uh, more about us on the website. And uh, as always, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. If you're one of our everydayers, or even if you're a new listener, we appreciate you as well.
And guys, be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where I believe we're doing a buy low and sell high type of episode. But guys, until then, peace. See